From the storage room, this is Reed Skinner and Tristan Moreno, Cassandra Ortiz. The year is 1980, and it's one of the most important days of your life. You are facing a large crowd about to be awarded the highest civilian award there is, the Presidential Medal of Freedom. Your mind, a jumble of thoughts, you decide to focus on whatever catches your eye first, which are the lights. Hmm, too bright for my liking if I was to take a photograph here, but that's nothing that can't be fixed. You think, to hide your nerves, you clasp your hands together, focus your attention on the president, you can see the immaculate gold medal in the hands of President Jimmy Carter, who is speaking, the, on, the one and only president of the United States. You never would have imagined you received such a prestigious award, much less from him. It was shocking to you that your photography was receiving the type of, this type of recognition after all these years. What's more is that your work first appeared on copy cans, but now had it has been come to this. It was almost laughable. All of a sudden... When reality finally hits, a sense of great pride rushes into you, and you are overwhelmingly filled with joy. Raised an only child, you spent your childhood days on the north coast of California in San Francisco. A large portion of your time was spent in the Golden Gate National Recreation Area, where the sand dunes provided a place for you to play and hike. You enjoyed it in San Francisco, and while the Golden State not only had the benefits of sand dunes, but breathtaking views of the ocean, towering the trees as well, it was prone to natural disasters like earthquakes. In fact, an earthquake caused you to lose balance and fall, leaving your nose disfigured at the age of four. When you began attending school, the teachers reported you having poor behavior because you just couldn't seem to focus. Your parents moved you from one school to the next. But they all yielded the same results. You couldn't manage to be successful at any of them. Your father then decided to pull you out of school and instead have a tutor try to teach you. By doing this, you managed to receive an education equivalent to the completing the 8th grade. Your trouble with school was not helped by your natural shyness and distinctly marked face, both of which are attributed to your solitary behavior. So you spent your time alone doing various things like playing the piano. By 12, your countless hours of practicing made you self-taught piano player. Along with practicing, you still enjoy the peaceful walks you take here and there with your trusty Kodak Brownie box camera. Your father gave you on your first trip to Yosemite. It was a small thing, the camera, and it couldn't compare to the elegance of the piano's pristine form, yet you took full advantage of its capabilities. One of the fir first photographs you took on it was ac actually an accident. When you were on at Half Dome on one of your nature walks, tripping over a tree stump, you fell disgracefully and snapped a shot. It became one of your favorites, and eventually the beauty of nature captured complete interest. An inevitable infection, as you would put it, caused you to switch your career from pianist to pho photography. Have you ever wanted to take stunning black and white pictures like a professional photographer? Well, we have just the thing for you. With just a box and a hole, let your creativity do the work. The simplicity of the Kodak Brownie box camera allows you to capture the moments in your life you want to remember for years to come with ease. Don't miss this wonderful opportunity. Click the link below to purchase your own Kodak Brownie box camera and delve into a world of wonder. At only 17 years of age, 
and spurred on by love you had for nature, you joined the Sierra Club in 1919. Spending four summers hiking around the Sierra wilderness, taking photograph after photograph along the way, eventually you were chosen as keeper of the Ligante Memorial Lodge. While at the lodge, you met many new people with similar interests to you. Staying in the park, you were able to get to know Yosemite on a more personal level, enhancing the emotion you were able to trap in an image. Capturing the scene of your most famous photograph was not an easy task. Climbing 4,000 feet through snow with a 40-pound backpack simply to lay eyes on a cliff didn't seem very appealing. You begin with a yellow filter, but it didn't feel right, you think. I'm not creating anything of what I feel because I know the shadow on the cliff is going to be like the sky. It's going to be gray. It won't have that emotional quality I feel. Switching to the red filter, you manage to capture the sheer height of the cliff in new light, which you regard as your first successful visualization. Enthralled, you consider the resulting photograph as a step in your development career-wise. During the time you spent in Yosemite, you met a very special woman, Virginia Best. As the only child in your families, you and Virginia got along extremely well, forming a strong bond. As time went on, the bond blossomed into love and you proposed. Once married, Virginia was a constant at your side and eagerly aided you with anything related to Yosemite National Park. She considered the park her home for as long as she could remember. Your wife's love for the nature it displays, of which you took countless photographs, grew to be considerably significant to you, and you began to see that your career was a method of bringing attention to the importance of nature conservation. You wanted to convey deeper messages to viewers with each photo you took. With the help of fellow photographers Edward Weston and Alfred Stieglitz, an artist you admired more than any other, you rose to fame as a photographer of the American West, particularly Yosemite, using your iconic black and white photos. Because of your widely recognized skill and passion, photography companies such as Polaroid and Hasselblad reached out to you as principal photographic consultant. You even created a new photographic technique known as the zone system when you partnered with Fred Archer in which one adjusts a photo's exposure to manipulate the shadows. You not only made a name for yourself in the photographic world, you succeeded in creating a new culture that focused on capturing the feeling of a photograph, not just an image. You are now 78 years old, and you would say that your life hasn't been bad at all. No, you would say it has been no less than magnificent, considering you are currently standing by President of the United States. Who would have thought all your efforts would lead you to this moment? Definitely not yourself. You look down at your hands and notice that you're slightly shaking. Clasping your hands together, you turn to the President. The bright lights illuminate him as they do you. You can see his mouth moving, but you hear nothing. It's too grand of a moment for you to comprehend any of it. But then President Jimmy Carter turns to face you, and reality of it all comes crashing down. He holds the gleaming Presidential Medal of Freedom in his hands and continues to speak. At one with the power of the American landscape and renowned for the patient skill and timeless beauty of his work, photographer Ansel Adams has been visionary in his efforts to preserve this country's wild and scenic areas, both in film and on earth. Drawn to the beauty of nature's monuments, he is regarded by environmentalists as a monument himself and by photographers as a national institution. It is through his foresight and fortitude that it, so much of America has been saved for future Americans. You are Ansel Adams.